Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast. I'm Mike Margulies. Today in Miami, Florida, I'm sitting here with Mariana Rego. What's up, Mariana? What's up? What's up, I should say for the second time, is you are actually the first person to do a return guest spot on the show. Congratulations. Thank Doesn't come you. with a prize, but... <laughs> I feel like this is prize enough. <laughs> um, and so folks who... Um, haven't heard it yet. Uh, we had an earlier episode. We talked to Mariana. She's got a travel blog, uh, the Living Experiment blog. And since last we spoke, I guess you're now settled back in Miami, and you're in your kind of post uh, backpacking adventure days. Um, I guess in your own words, I'd like for you to share kind of in your own words, you know, what that experience is like since coming home after you know this trip that you took. Yeah. So when we spoke, I had just returned to the states, and I think I was pretty determined that I was going to uh, try to live back here in South Florida, but I was 100% sure I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything I knew I wanted to do. Just trying to get my feet wet and get involved and see what was going on and then decide from there whether I stayed or go- or went. Stayed or goed. Perfect. <laughs> my grammar so good. Um, and then um, since then, it's been about, it's been more than six months. It's been like seven or eight months since mm. we spoke which is really scary to think that it's been a while. I've been back that long. Mm. Uh, so then I started getting involved in a lot of stuff um, and delved into the entrepreneurship and tech scenes here in Miami and ended up founding a organization uh, business with a business partner. It's technically a nonprofit though, uh, but we still run it like a business and then getting a job as of December which was um, is a strange experience. Um, right. I refuse to have a home and buy furniture, so I'm still living with my parents because as long as I don't have that, I can still feel like I'm holding on to the nomad spirit right. a little bit. You're still free to depart whenever. Yeah, yeah I just like, F it all. Um, I did buy a car, unfortunately, because uh, in Miami it's somewhat difficult to have as much mobility because it's so spread out if you mm. don't have a car much harder in the states versus like yeah yeah backpacking yeah around yeah so i have a ton of uh i i try to use public transportation as much as possible but i want to hold on to my life um and keep it and uh if it involves me taking a bus through a dangerous neighborhood or whatever in the middle of the night i will drive right um and um yeah so those are like the major changes. I'm really busy now these days, as you saw this week. Yeah, from visiting yeah. Me. You it's... wake up early, wee hours in the morning, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, very. You, it's cool. You've got your hands in a lot of like really interesting different projects around here. And I think I think it's really cool what you're doing because it, you know, it's it's kind of a encouraging for me, mm-hmm. being that you know now I'm sort of in a similar boat to where you were, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it was, however many, right. six months ago. Um, and it seems like just seeing you now, you've found things that you're passionate about and you're working on in, yeah. in the post-backpacking life. <laughs> yeah, so I got back and I thought, I don't want to do the same exact thing I was doing uh, before, which was working at a bank. I, wanna, I decided that my goal in life, if I have one, is to live as many interesting lives as I can figure out how to do. Um, and going back to the same exact thing I was doing mm. while I am a different person now, I didn't think was the most interesting thing I could do. So I just started getting involved. I like, um, I have developed a bias for action and in, in trying different things and different ideas. So I just 
my friend Andy, when I was in New York, he told me something really great. He's like, what's the smallest possible step um, you can take on a project and go ahead and do that? Because I feel like a lot of people, when they get back, they get overwhelmed. Like they feel like, wow, I need to, you have the shock of returning and then you have, oh, like I need to have a plan or something like that, but mm-hmm. they don't really know where to begin. And I think that that's partly how you feel. At, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's definitely some stuff we've talked about too. And right. So, um, it's good advice uh, for me. As, yeah, I definitely relate to that because I'm here back and it is kind of overwhelming and it's mm-hmm. that, that sense of, you know, I, I don't necessarily have an exact plan, uh, but like you're saying, something I can do is just take a step, in a, yeah. you know, and it may not eat the first step I take might not be the one that pans out. But Probably it, won't be. Right. Um, but in the dream, you know, similar to you, I have uh, the dream of the entrepreneurial dream, right? right? So it's sort of, you take a step and you fail fast right. and pivot when you do what it takes and you keep trying doing right. things and right yeah so Andy told me that he's like what's the smallest possible step you can take and I just started in plant many seeds so I did a bunch of stuff I started I was like can I start a consulting firm can I do this can I do that like one thing that to backtrack a little bit I figured out what my values were like the really important things to me um and I thought about like well let me try to make my blog commercial but that didn't really work for me because my blog was about expression and I didn't Mm. want to compromise the expression to make it commercial right um so I had to figure out like what my values were and what my how my skills apply to different things and um then I okay the cat just me out which is amazing (laughs) because like okay so we're staying oh it came out oh my god we're staying in this in in this uh in this airbnb and there's a cat cat. and literally this is the first time this week i've seen this cat yeah the cat's been hiding under the bed the entire time it's so bizarre okay well hello cat um yeah so i um tried a ton of different things (laughs) i i um started consulting i put myself out there and i think that one of the things that like really helped me was that I was willing to put myself out there and not get stuck in like the planning mode. I had an idea, I would put out a feeler and I've, I've gone through like several business ideas and life ideas of different things to do um, to get to the point where I am now in, uh, in the past several months. And for, so for example, I started consulting and then I thought, oh, maybe I'll do a translation uh, like website or something for, you know, real human translations from people from Brazil who are having, who are like, are trying to break into um, the international market and their companies just have horrible marketing, which hurts their image because the, they just don't speak the language very well. So that was a business idea. I started, I did a little bit of work with that. I didn't even start a company or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, well, you want that? Like I charge a hundred dollars per hour for translations and mm. I got, I, I made some but money. that's cool though, that you were able to like land clients. And, yeah. And not a working for yourself. I mean, that's. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so I did that and then, uh, but that wasn't bringing enough money. And then, um. I met my business partner for Design Thinking Miami, which is my uh, venture, nonprofit venture. Jess, um, she was kind of hesitant about starting this because she had another job and everything. And then at one point, we just decided we're gonna do it. So we, um, so we just did it. And like, what's so cool is that there's been people who are experts in the methodology of design thinking, which is what we teach through our organization and foster. And like, they, we, we ended up creating the organization because we were the ones that actually just had the chutzpah to do it right like we're not experts but we're like we have a passion for it and we hook up like the experts to the community and um it's like it's just the fact that we put ourselves out there and people like who are these people who are doing this and we're like yeah so it's pretty great and 
yeah, I, I think that I was going to say that relates a lot to, um, you know, that decision to say quit your job and go backpacking, right? That's, yeah. uh, you don't necessarily know exactly the full route. You don't know all the details of it, but it's mm-hmm. that decision, like you're saying, like just going and doing it and trying it and you figure it out and having the, the chutzpah to get out yeah. there and do it. And so I think getting into an entrepreneurial venture is in many ways similar to taking that leap yeah. uh, to go backpacking, you know? Yeah, and everything's a prototype. Like, if it doesn't work out, just throw it out. Like, there's mm. no... One thing that I will say that, like, now being... So, I do, on top of my venture with Jess, um, I have a real job as well. Like, um, I'm working for an organization called Launch Code, which was founded by one of the guys who founded Square, the credit card readers. And we create apprenticeships for people in technology uh, who people who normally wouldn't get technology jobs because they don't have four-year co- uh, college degrees in computer science. And the cool thing, it's a really cool program. It started in St. Louis, like South Florida is the first expansion. So I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity to do something great and good and stuff. But now that I'm, I have a boss and it's like day in and day out, I'm coming in and stuff, like it makes me appreciate all the stuff from my old job that I didn't appreciate before so for example like yeah so I worked in finance which okay like the benefits are amazing and I'm not saying like I always said like if I am ever working somewhere for the benefits kill me but like the benefits are amazing the health insurance is better you get like the vacation oh my god was so good (laughs) now I have like I'm like, what? How? I can't do anything with this vacation. And it's just such a, like, that's, when I was negotiating to join, that was the one thing that was my real big sticking point. It wasn't even the money. The travel. Which is a lot less than what I used to make. But it was like, it was, it was I right. can't, and like, it's weird because I haven't really been um, anywhere, like, since I got back to the States, um, after we spoke last summer, I, I did a, like, a month-long trip through the West Coast and through Canada. And then I went to Chicago and, like, worked at Lollapalooza and stuff. And then, um, like, I love Chicago so much. I spent, always spend, like, at least a week there mm. almost every summer. And then, um, and then I, like, I went to New York in November for a couple weeks. I think I went to Key West for a weekend. And I went to St. Louis for work training at one day, like, at one point in December. And it's February. I haven't gone on a trip in two months. It's it's a weird feeling, you know? And Especially I Especially like, coming from... a where you're traveling exactly. consistently, right? Exactly. But there are good things. Like, there are good things. Like, okay, my, um, like, I get to see my parents all the time. And then, you know, everyone's like, today we went to the beach mm. and, um, like, went on our way out. There was this guy holding a surfboard over his head. I couldn't really see his face. And he said my name, but I couldn't really, I didn't really hear him. And then he comes up and it's like a friend of mine from high school. Yeah. You know, and like he's just that's, like, oh hey, how are you? Like, that's where cool, you though, right? Today? Like yeah. being home is it's really neat, right? Because yeah. you, you'll bump into people that you know. You yeah, know? like this event that we were at earlier today. Yeah. There was this guy in my group who I had gone out on a date with, like ten or eleven years <laughs> ago. And we're both like trying to pretend that it, nothing ever happened. <laughs> so you get those uh, encounters as well. <laughs> yeah. So, so but yeah, no, but it's funny. It's cool. Like, um, and I've been able to reconnect with some people. Like, basically, the main reason I stayed in Miami is because. When I got back here, like I went back to New York and I could swear that if I was going to go anywhere in the whole country, I was probably be New York or Chicago. And people were like, oh, great, great to see you. You're here. Um, let's grab drinks like a month from now. I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Like everyone's <laughs> super busy and stuff. That's why I don't like being busy, but um, they don't have time for anything. But then I got to Miami and people were like, oh, my God, you're here. You're back. Let me introduce you to all these people. Let me do like this. Like they were really excited that I was back, like, I really felt welcome, and that hasn't worn off, which is really, really cool, so. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's awesome, and like, um, you know, it's it's been a cool experience, and you know, I, I should thank you actually first and foremost for like you know kind of showing me around Miami a bit like the past uh, few days or week, yeah. whatever it's been, um, and you know just and just as some context for folks like you know a big reason I'm here is because I know you're going. You've, I'm going through now a lot of the emotional states that you've already gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm back here, I'm back and I'm trying to figure out now that I decided to stay stateside a little longer, what's my way? And so having gone through that, you know, I came down to get a sense of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool. Like, as I, I feel like uh, I've definitely accomplished what I've set out to do on this trip, which is, uh, you know, see what you're doing and maybe get some inspiration for things mm-hmm. I can do. And I, I really appreciate it because you've brought me out to different networking events right. and uh, showed me some of the, the entrepreneurial scene mm-hmm. and people doing really cool things around Miami. And it gets me to thinking like, oh, okay. So either, I bet this scene exists somewhere in Baltimore. Right. Uh, so I can tap into that. Or if it doesn't, shit, I'll go make it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been really cool for me to see this and uh, inspiring to help, you know, you know, where I am on the journey. Right. So. It's, it's good that you came when you came. Like, so when Mike got here, the, that day, like I, I was speaking at, a uh, at a coding boot camp school yeah. uh, so we went like I took him to this really neat co-working space and he came and he watched me pitch these students yeah. about launch code which was really and, cool yeah and I'll give actually I'll, I'll yeah. describe a little bit about what it was like at least for my and correct me if I didn't speak anything but mm-hmm. you know, your company is kind of helping to place people the mm-hmm. programmers that don't come from like a computer science background like the bachelor's right. in computer science and the guys you're meeting with your I guess future clients now mm-hmm. it was kind of like a boot camp they take people that are not from computer science and they mm-hmm. train them for 12 weeks on this stuff mm-hmm. and for me it was really cool watching that happen mm-hmm. um, on several levels because um, um, you know First of all, just meeting uh, the guy who was running that, who started mm-hmm. that company. He was an interesting person. Yeah. And it, you know, it gets my mind trying to go, oh, this, if, that could be an option too. Learn how right. to program and find right. a thing. And you know, watching, um, yeah, the whole thing was just really cool to see. And I could see when you were in the meeting, you're, you're very like, uh, you know, passionate about the, the, the subject and kind mm-hmm. of a, you're doing interesting stuff, and it was it was really cool to see, and to see the, the co-working space itself was awesome. Right, and then <laughs> we also went to, like, there, I'm on the board of Awesome Foundation, which gives a $1,000 grant every yeah. month. Yeah, we went to a party yeah. uh, the next night. For the next your, night, yeah, your, it was the Awesome Foundation, foundation party, and it was, like, grantees who have won these grants And before. you're one of, like, I guess 10 people that are yeah. funding this, right? Yeah. So you get, you put in, like, your 100 bucks each month. Every and, month, yeah. And so every month your, your group gives $1,000 to someone deserving yeah. of a... And uh, yeah, there's like a kid, a uh, uh, middle school age or high school age high kid. High school, he's a ninth grader. Yeah, he's a high school age kid, and he he goes a, to my high school. Which I thought is really cool. I was I was blown away what he was doing because he had yeah. this this children's book, but it came with um, I guess files that uh, with to 3D print the characters in his yeah. book. Yeah, Sunny the Bear. Look it up. It's like SunnyTheBear.com. Yeah, it's really cool. I thought it was just so neat and. Um, and I guess nowadays, apparently kids in schools, you know, they have access in their yeah. schools to 3D printers, so yeah. they can go and they can learn about 3D, 3D printing and, you know, print out their characters. And the, yeah, I was thinking, amazing, yeah, yeah, this kid's 15 years old and he's uh, already got the entrepreneurial spirit. And so I, I'm inspired looking at a kid like that. And his little brothers. And his little brother. Oh my God, I want to steal his little brother. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to. Yeah. So cute. They're cute kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, also just the, you know, what's happening with 3D printing, for example, I didn't even realize, I knew it was coming up and it's being mm-hmm. more pronounced, but wow, it's actually just in schools. And right. um, yeah, it was, it was really neat. Well, um, our school is 
awesome. So of course they have a 3D printer. I don't know if everyone <laughs> is as lucky, but we were, yeah, it was kind of funny because I was when I first met them, I was like, oh, I like you go to that school. So I went there. I graduated in 2003, and then he said he's graduating in 2017. And then his little brother said he's graduating in 2020, which made me feel so old, but so proud that like such young kids like that they're doing such amazing work. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me think, shit, I gotta get off my ass and do some <laughs> entrepreneurial stuff. <laughs> but it's been really cool too because I've been able to take you, so for example, like Design Thinking Miami, like Design Thinking mm. is an innovation methodology, and I've been able to take you to, um, like like Mike has spent some time with my business partner, yes. which has been great. But then yeah, also, and she has really cool yeah. uh, ideas as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just like I've gotten an opportunity to like just interact with lots of different exactly. entrepreneurs. Exactly. I love interacting with entrepreneurial people because right. it's right. just ideas. ideas. Yeah, and then this morning we went to this event. Like I was debating whether I should take him or not, but it was this awesome. I was happy to come along. <laughs> yeah, this awesome organization here to call the, the New Tropic, and what they. It's 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 a subscription newsletter that you pay I don't know like fifty dollars a year to be a member of, and they uh, they have awesome journalism and just ridiculous and awesome stories and it's just like seriously I I I grew up in Florida but like I every day I read it I learn something new, um, yeah. which is great but then they also do community building events and and uh, just interesting tours and stuff like that they're just really cool and then they had this event today about how to engage. Uh, like the locals in Miami or get people to be more connected and uh, it was a design thinking exercise and it was really cool because then Mike got to be exposed to design thinking even though my organization wasn't putting on an event it was really cool because he got to be exposed to this thing that I'm really passionate about it was really cool and I and again it, I got this chance to network with different entrepreneurs and I'm gonna actually uh, a couple of the guys I met this morning um, we're gonna try to meet up for at some point before I leave Miami uh, and just, you know, exchange ideas, talk, right. see what comes from it. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. And it, it really makes me, more than anything, I think, with uh, this past, like, week in Miami has been, it's, uh, I'm feeling, now I'm, like, very excited about, you know, so I'm about to go back to Baltimore and uh, actually getting, like, a, a proper apartment. I did get a month-to-month lease, mm-hmm. so I still have, <laughs> I still haven't, yeah, completely committed to staying mm-hmm. Um for long, long term, but the idea is go out and try to find my way there. And being here in Miami, seeing what you're doing, and all the people I've met through you, it's um, it really gives me, it makes me excited for you know going out and trying to find that. I think the, the idea is you know you can make your scene, find your scene mm-hmm. like anywhere. So um, yeah, yeah, it's in, it's just incredible. Like I would say, since coming back, I don't. The people I hang out with are not the same people I hung out with. Like, for the most part, like you know, when I lived here seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, when I was in college, um, I still like see those people from time to time. But I've found like a core group of folks that are like-minded, and it's really, it's really great to be around them. Except for one of the people that I hired to work for Launch Code for me, and she's my friend from like ten uh-huh. years ago. But, um, but otherwise. Um, most people it's we've just found each other and uh it, it's just it's, it's really cool because there's people that care and when you're like I felt like when I was in New York it was I, I was just a random person and it didn't matter like yeah I have friends that loved me and I love them but like I was just a random person and here though I feel like I can make an impact mm. and um they're in connecting with these people that care there's just you know Miami isn't a small city it's 
like over two and a half million people in Miami-Dade County. The metro area is over five million people. Um, but, um, but there's still a lot of opportunity to get involved and to do amazing things. And, uh, and just like I said, like, I think the, the most important things I think are bias for action. Just do it. Like if you have an idea, like Mike and I had a very spirited discussion in the car this morning about <laughs> like trying to define what I meant by like the smallest possible step. And it's like, if you have an idea, like put it out there, like create a website and try to see if people, you know, right. click on it. Like subscribe. Tim Ferriss style, like put yeah. up a site, or, see if you get people to sign or up. Or Chris yeah. Gillibo, you know, the $100 mm. startup. Yeah, I need like, to read that one, actually. You do. I keep talking about it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it down in my notebook. <laughs> I, I think I talked about it six months ago. You did. I'm, you I'm pretty sure it. you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, but, but anyone that wants to go meet Chris Gillibo, he's doing a, uh, he has this conference every uh, the World Domination Summit every July in Portland, Oregon, and I should be there. So um, right. it'd be really cool if some listeners showed up because it's just, it's it's people like us that are out there and are living the dream and are mm. making things happen. So it's a really interesting experience to be around folks that are trying to live the nonconformist life, right. you know, from all different angles. That's that's interesting. I've, never, I, I've been meaning to make a trip. Maybe that's a good excuse to get to Portland finally. Yeah. Um, after what well, we can. And for listeners, we can find the web information and link up to that yeah. so they can, uh, they can find all that. Yeah, um, best conference I've ever been to. And I mean, yeah, I've been to a lot, but most of them are like really corporate. This is not corporate at all, so. Yeah, it's for like entrepreneurs trying to do startups, right? And, yeah, uh, it's like entrepreneurs, travelers, like yogis. Alternative-minded um, yeah, like not non, of all sorts. It's about the whole, Chris's whole thing is like to encourage people to live, like that want to live a non-conformist life. Mm. Like his blog is called the Art of Non. Okay, yeah, I, I've I've heard that name before. You probably mentioned that. In the, I did. The, it was like one of the things that also. set me on to the path of mm. of, of traveling and right. stuff. So, um, yeah. really highly recommended. I want to check that. Um, and you know that makes me think of another question. So you, um, so you read these blogs, Art of Nonconformity, right? Uh-huh. You quit your job and you go on this backpacking adventure. Uh, when you set off on that adventure. Did you expect that that would take you back ultimately to Miami? No. Right. No, but it's, <laughs> that's how I feel too. Like the last thing I thought was, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna end up in Baltimore. At yeah. This. <laughs> but it makes sense. It's like the it archetypal does. Joseph Campbell the hero's, hero's journey. Story. Yeah, yeah, hero's journey. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> you gotta have the return. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? Because that's yeah. the last thing I, you know, last thing I expected when I went. I'm um, going indefinite trip, going to India, one way ticket. Don't know what's gonna happen right. next. Last thing I expected was, oh yeah, when I'm done with this, I'm just gonna stay in Baltimore of all places. Right. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> we had a similar sort of. <laughs> yeah, and I had like I had this. I would say that I compared like my return to recovering from a bout of like really bad depression or something. I was kind of mm. schizophrenic for a while because I would have moments that I was like, I am loving this, and then moments that I'm like, this is terrible. Right. And, you know, you're always gonna question yourself and stuff, but that's why it's really important to go back and define your values and see what's really important. Right. Because, and then, and then after I've, like, I wouldn't say that fully committed to Miami for the rest of my life because I just, I'm not going to commit to anything for the rest of my life. But, (laughs) but yeah, but I think that if you, um, if you, um, like you'll have those moments that you'll question yourself, especially like entrepreneurship is lonely as hell. Like people don't talk about this. And like Jess, my business partner for Design Thinking Miami, she's, does her she has she has a job but then she also has a, a side a project that she's working on a, a coffee maker um, yeah i got to play with her prototype it yeah cool. it's pretty cool and then and design thinking miami and like 
it was really important that we found each other because when we were trying to just do our things by ourselves, um, it you don't have somebody to talk to. And like, like most of you backpackers that are out there, listeners of the show, like if you've come back or et cetera, like you're not, a lot of people are not going to understand yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And like, and like I said, entrepreneurship is really lonely. And especially when, you know, you feel like you're losing all your money or, you know, whatever, or the moments that you, you're tired of making decisions or you're despairing. And, um, it's a lonely ass journey and it's difficult and you will have moment and you, you have to have that, like, you have to have self-confidence in, and that's really important because like, do not, you can't define yourself by your success or failure, because if you do, then you're probably going to be crushed yeah. and you're going to take things too seriously. Like look at everything as just like an experiment, living experiment. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then like, if it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, great. But that doesn't like make or break who you are. Yeah. And that's, um, those are very, uh, relevant words for me, certainly right now. Um, you know, going through, I mean, I, my, myself, I go through those kind of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where I'm up and I'm like really, um, uh, definitely confident about my path and I'm like yeah this is it and I'm excited but then I go through the lows also and it's it's like you said it gets difficult because um not everybody whereas before while I'm traveling you know by the default kind of I felt understood by the the people I was around me and now my you know and my friends and family all love me but they don't all necessarily um you know see the world the same way Mm -hmm. I do don't necessarily understand what I'm doing um it's a it's a not a traditional path let's say right no. and it, it does it can get difficult I mean I'm going through that now where it's like uh, you know I question myself a lot and I'm like wait is that, am I crazy here like you know but I think you know there's no right or wrong way to live a life no and it's um, well I would say like murdering people well that's probably <laughs> yeah okay fair enough <laughs> um, short of like harming other people yeah. um, you know but I guess the way I kind of think about it is sort of you know I, I know um I know how in my gut and deep down, like my, mm-hmm. my instincts telling me like, hey, what's the path for me? What's the, my, what, what's the, even though I, there's some uncertainty with my mm-hmm. future, I know I'm on a, a direction, you know, mm-hmm. and like, as I talk to you, uh, the intentions I have, okay, get up to Baltimore, start exploring things I like, get back into improv comedy, mm-hmm. maybe jujitsu, uh, do some or meditation stuff, talk to entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. find that scene and then, you know, see either identify a need or, find a project to join, you know, but navigate, there's uncertainty in it. It's hard, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, stay the course and go through it. And, um, you know, it's, it's encouraging coming here and seeing, um, that you're doing that already. You got a few months ahead in that process. And so Thanks. it's really encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But the, everything's a choice. Like I don't, I'm sure you and the listeners all hate when people say, I wish I could travel. It's like, Oh my God, you right. can't. you're choosing not to, right? We were just talking about, Uh, people who say oh I wish I could travel but you know I have my wife or I have this or I have that Mm. it's like no like I know people that are married or people with single parents with kids that have gone traveling you know it's not if you really want to like or do you really just like the idea of it It, but everything's a choice and just sticking with the traditional path is a choice you're making a choice and and so for some people that is the right choice right right for most people that's why it's the traditional right right and um yeah exactly but it's like it's all about and there will be trade-offs, and but the uncertainty aspect is like life. There's always going to be as uncertain uncertainty in life, like, and I think that we as humans try to to mask it. Um, and in the entrepreneurial life, uh, it's not as 
uh, it, it's more pronounced. Like you, there's nowhere really to hide from it. Right. But I think as but, an entrepreneur, you look at uncertainty as opportunity. Well, yeah, but then th this is the thing. Like, a lot of times the questioning is because you still have that innate human craving for certainty. Mm, okay. Which is like, and, and that's, and, and I just think that it's an illusion. Like, certainty is an illusion. Like, yeah, there's, there's always going to be, like, some next level of There's security, nothing right? in life that, like, there's nothing in, like, there's nothing in life that's 100% that's sure. That's true. There's, there's that, like, there was that Jim Carrey speech where he talks about his dad who had one of the, he had a stable job, mm -hmm. quote unquote, but then ended up getting fired from said stable yeah. job. So even that can yeah. be uncertain. We, we believe it's not, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And then, or, you know, you, the person, the love of your life can leave you. Or I, one of my really close friends, her, like, her, her husband passed away like two months after they got Jeez. married. Like, you know, and, and she was what, like 26, 27? Oh you know, it's like, what do you do when something like that happens in your life? You know, yeah, you think like, you're set and you like found the love of your life and something like that happens, right? There's no such thing as certainty. And I think that like, we have to, but the entrepreneurial mindset, like life, it kind of, it's in your face all the time. So it makes it more difficult for you to, to ignore it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think it, it is a lonely path, but it's beautiful. And now that I, I have my job, I, I'm, I'm passionate about our mission and stuff, but um, I'm coming to find that long term is like, is I'm, I'm probably going to leave and do, go back to doing my own thing, right. you know, full time, you know, like grow Design Thinking Miami, uh, maybe start a couple other projects that I want to work. I also found that like um, Gabby and I, um, who you met this morning, we were talking, mm. she's an entrepreneur. Um, she's, uh, works in the, uh, digital marketing space and has her own agency. And we were talking, um, about how she said the same thing that like you asked me at one point. So I'm super busy, right? I have design thinking Miami, I have launch code. And I'm also like, didn't mention that I'm a yoga teacher recently graduated as a yoga teacher. And then you said like, you have too many jobs, drop them. I'm like, but this is the thing. Like I care a lot about all of them. Right. right. So I found, I think I found that my whole life, my life is going to be a combination of little pieces. Like there's not going to be one thing that's going to fulfill all my, um, all my, my professional desires. And that's fine. And that's great. It's just, I know I'm, I'm probably might have to sacrifice on money as opposed to dedicating full time to, you know, getting, you know, going back to a bank or just being an employee at a company or just, but at the same time, it's like, for me, it feeds me so much, like spiritually to work on these different things and to continue to blog. And, um, it's just really important that, that that's my trade off. It might, it might mean less money in the long run, but I feel like different parts of me are being, yeah are being nourished. Money's just a means to an end anyway. Right? Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. And the more you cut your, what you buy, the less you need. Yeah. Awesome. That oh sorry, just one more thing. That's been yeah. hard. That's been kind of difficult as, not really difficult. Like so, I've gotten back and trying to like I've been pretty good about resisting the urge to accumulate crap. Um, yeah. Actually, every time I look at my closet, I end up taking like even one more thing yeah. and just putting. I read. It in the I remember your blog post about yeah the minimalism and trying yeah. to keep it going after you're home. Yeah, like I, I got home. I got home and then like I still had so much crap. Like I th it was a lot. I didn't, I'd never had a lot of crap to begin with. I was always had less than most people, but then it, I keep tearing it down to even like a smaller amount and like less and less and less clothes. And then when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm going to go diving because I live in Florida. Like, should I buy my, my own diving gear? And I decided against it. I'd rather just rent it because, so I don't, so you don't have, have it. To have the stuff. Yeah. And, but that's one thing like too, just 
if you start cutting down on it's, it's easier when you live out if you've lived out of a backpack you know yeah. how little you actually need yeah but know. even like it's it will be it's it's important to to make sure that you don't let your needs uh grow once you're right. back because they can yeah. they can do that and start accumulating again <laughs> not for me but like i i, I work hard it's a at trap it. you can fall into though yeah i work hard not to yeah yeah but it's hard work it's a constant effort mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, awesome um well i bet you know what's coming next what i'm gonna ask you a question uh-huh. ask at the end of the podcast uh-huh. and you have to give a different answer than you did last time although i don't remember what your answer was last time of so course you, you do <laughs> uh maybe i do if you said but what's something you want to do in your life another thing um before you die um the last time I said I wanted to go to Nudist Beach. Oh, yes. <laughs> you knew that. And I still want to, and I still haven't been for many reasons, but that's coming soon. Sorry if you're listening to this, Dad. <laughs> and um, the other thing is that I would like to... I have no idea. Oh, my God. There aren't that many things that I want to do that I haven't done yet. Okay. Like... Um, I don't know. Like I have stupid stuff. No, yeah, like not stupid even. One. Shoot a gun. Boom! That works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I did that when I was uh, living in Texas, of course. Of course. Uh, you, you have to. And I, I went to a shooting. I wasn't too bad of a shot, actually. So, mm-hmm. If I do say so myself. Oh uh, God. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, um, yeah. I guess I would thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you also for taking me around Miami. Uh, the past few days, or, and um, yeah, I'm really glad that you know we were able to because of this podcast. Actually, mm-hmm. we were able to uh, to meet and um, become yeah. IRL friends. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're, we're real life friends. Uh, um, yeah, that's actually been something cool about the podcast, though, is uh-huh. I've been able to you know meet a lot of awesome people that have helped me and encouraged me. So thank you for uh, your part in inspiring my journey. And Thank you for coming to visit my wonderful adopted hometown. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's been awesome. Um, and yeah, folks at home, if you want to find uh, Mariana, um, her website is the living... It's, is it the living experiment blog? No, it's livingexperimentblog.com. Okay, livingexperimentblog.com. Um, you also have got Facebook, uh, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter at Mariana C. Rego. Um, also, designthinkingmiami.com is my business. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's more. I'm, like, on every social well, media. Well, yeah, and I'll, um, the things we've mentioned about the episode that your projects are working on, things we've mentioned, and different ways to find you, as always, I will compile them together. And folks who are looking for the links to all this stuff, uh, go to wtepodcast.com, and I, I will have on the show notes for this episode, on the blog write-up that goes along with it, I'll find, you'll have all the ways you can find Mariana and her various projects. Um, and as and for Buckingham's podcast, by the way, wherever you're he- hearing us, uh, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Please do subscribe. Find it, like us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, our Twitter is at WTE Podcast, and as I mentioned, our site is WTEPodcast.com. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again, Mariana, for for coming on the show again. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on for a second round. Thank you. It's been fun. Cool. Uh, Take care, guys. We will talk to you next time. Next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, Mike talks with Sapria Williams, who served in the Peace Corps in Botswana. 
Sapria shares her experiences from Botswana and talks about the Peace Corps program that she participated in, which focused on risky behavior identification and AIDS prevention among students. Check it out online at wtepodcast.com.